This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Hi, good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Deanne? Oh, Mark, how much coffee have you had this morning? A half a cup, that's it. Yeah. I'm cutting back. We're very excited to be here every week on WPHT Talk Radio. You can give us a call. We take calls. We'll take your business, whatever. But questions on residential, commercial, mortgages, whatever you need. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to keep you informed, helped in any way you can. And you can listen to this show and the past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and at WPHT's website also. So what are we talking about today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you? I'm sure you do. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Ask the expert. Notice that's not plural. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Then we have our questions. Is it better to buy your next home first or sell your existing before you buy? And how do I best estimate the moving costs? Next question is, if I have paid off my house under my name and it's been a few years since i paid it off could i ever be considered a first-time home buyer again good question if i find a home that's not for sale how do i find out if they are interested in selling next question is my neighbor is going to sell his house how do i get an option to buy first very good oh, questions. But t- Mark, give yes. us the um, topic of, oh, I'm sorry. And the topic of the day is what you need to know about a pending home sale. Right. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, if you want to reach a goal, you must see the reaching in your own mind before you actually arrive at the goal. Because if you can't see it, you can't get there. <laughs> I I always teach that one. That's a good one. So where are like we at? It. So where are we at here? Mark, we are up to the market report. 
And there is the bell. Very loud bell today. So anyway, sales activity. It's going to take a little hit from this government mandated shutdown, but it's already I'm already seeing the sun shining and things getting better. I'm sure uh, the, you are. I am. And the outlook for housing sector is going to improve very quickly as this virus wanes. The low mortgage rates, the community uh Demand from the millennial generation is going to drive a rebound in the housing activity later this year, all the way into 2021 and beyond. The potential for new home buyers who are eager to get into the market once stated home orders are lifted, I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. You no, better get ready. I, again, I keep telling everybody, you got to get prepared. Better get ready. I'm ready. Right now, people have spent more time in their homes than they probably have in their entire lives. Or wanted to. <laughs> I put a post on uh, Facebook about a week ago about, like, uh, I'm going, like, I haven't been in the house this long. It's, like, very weird. It's just, like, too much time. I'm st- Actually, I, I compared it to retiring. I always talk to you about you can't retire. Now I know what it would be like to be retired. That's why people retire to get second die. You got to do something anyway. Yeah, that created a lot of opportunities with people saying, maybe I want to I want a bigger backyard. Maybe they want a, a place with a home office. So they're, they're sitting at home thinking about all this stuff. All the agents need to do is give them a call and get them ready. You have some people that have second homes that are like, you know, maybe I'm going to go to Florida for the next two years and, and I don't want to fly back and forth. Instead of paying a mortgage, maybe I'll sell my second home. I think the regulate le- regulators, they've been uh, quick to bring solutions and clarity to the table. I'm actually thinking that we're pretty fortunate. This Treasury, sec- Treasury Secretary, I like him. The, he keeps talking about the mortgages and, and he knows what a rate lock is and a servicing advance. You know, it's good that they're focused on the home buying industry. Maybe home buying season is just going to be pushed a little bit out into like June, July, August. But I think we're going to see a huge increase in demand, pent up activity, both from buyers and sellers. And you're going to see like we saw in January and February. And the truth is that the buyer that was a buyer a month ago is still interested in buying. So I'm very optimistic about the whole industry very like my school like i haven't been sitting around twiddling my thumbs like we're open we're doing classes and we're now i'm thinking nationwide let's go nationwide (laughs) like zz top song and you should yeah so you know there's no boundaries anymore during this period in my office, we mer- uh, my, my real estate office, in the last month, they merged with another great office, rehad the both office, upgraded all the technology, came up with a game-changing compensation package for the agents, while a bunch of the other companies were sitting around wringing their hands, worrying, you know, like, what's going to go, what's going to happen, when, when can we open up? You know, <laughs> it's how you look at it. So if you sit on the railroad tracks worrying about, you know, what's going to happen, you're going to get run over. I'd rather be driving the train. So uh, the plan is get moving, and June's going to be here in a flash. Agreed? Absolutely agreed. I mean, it's, all, I've been all very in favor busy. say, I mean, the all what? in favor say aye. I said all in favor aye. say aye. <laughs> 
Now it's been it's been extremely busy. Even people that you know that were sitting on the on the sides are jumping in now, getting ready, getting their documents ready, and coming up with a plan. I mean, some people are three months, four months out, but at least they're in and they're in the market and they know what they need to do, which is which is great. But speaking of needing what to do, you need to refinance. Pay attention to these interest rates. If your interest rate is four and a quarter or above, you need to give me a call at 609-605-7153. And the reason being is because your 30-year conventional is 3.25%. Your 15-year is 2.875. Your your FHA 30-year fixed rate is 3.50%. It is without a doubt the time to revisit. Mark, every single day I'm saving people between two to three hundred dollars a month on their mortgage. It's unbelievable. Those rates are so good. Now it's really weird at the bottom when you talk about those jumbos in five years. Two years ago they were two percent. Now they're like four, going on five percent. Yeah, yeah, the jumbo market um, is ugly right now, but that's just because of what's going on. And right now, they have eliminated cash out refinances. So right now, taking cash or equity out of your home is not allowed at this particular time. They cut it off. All right. Well, the rates are good. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. I feel very good today, Dan. I'll tell you. I, gotta I can tell, tell you, Mark. You, you're very it. bubbly. It's unlike you. <laughs> I am warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. So where are we at? Let's not get crazy. We're up to your funny story. All right. So here's a story. And this one's for a little further into the season. But the weather desk at KYW, they should like this one. So it's late fall, right? And the Indians on a remote reservation in South Dakota have a brand new chief. And they asked the chief uh, about what's going to happen this winter. Is it going to be cold, mild? And he's a younger chief, a little more modern. So he's never been taught the old secrets. So he looks at the sky. He couldn't tell what winter is going to be like. Nevertheless, to be on the safe side, he told his tribe that winter was indeed going to be cold. And his members of the village should collect firewood and be prepared. Being practical, several days later, he got the idea. He went and called the National Weather Service, and he asked them, is the coming winter going to be cold in their long-term predictions? And, and the guy goes, yeah, it looks like the winter is going to be quite cold, the meteorologist said at the Weather Service. So the chief went back to the people. He told them, collect even more firewood in order to be prepared. So a week later, he calls the National Weather Service again. Does it still look it looks like it's going to be very, very cold winter? Yes, the man says it's going to be it's going to be very cold winter. So the chief goes back to the people again. He orders them to collect every scrap of firewood they can find to get ready. 
Two weeks later, he calls the National Weather Service. He goes, are you absolutely sure it's going to be a very cold weather? The guy says, absolutely. It's looking more and more like it's going to be one of the coldest winters we've ever seen. He goes, how can you be so sure? He said, because all the Indians are collecting a hell load of firewood. You didn't get that one? I thought, oh, I, thought the KYW, I thought the KYW guys at the weather station would like that one. Okay. Yeah. If you have a funny story, a better fun. No. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, <laughs> send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Minds segment with D. And Kat Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is S the Expert. That is like two weeks in a row I've got that right. Correct? Yeah, I, yeah it's it's actually scary because usually I know, you're, I, I, you're look stunned. <laughs> I, I am stunned and it's not even written in beforehand. So that was awesome. Um, but I want to go over this topic and, you know, I've gotten a couple calls from our listeners, which is fabulous. And again, thank you so much for being um, faithful listeners. We really appreciate it. And I enjoy all the questions and being able to help you. Um, Some of the things that I just want to go over a couple of the questions that are coming, that are coming out. And I just, it's so important for people that whether you're buying, you're looking to rent, you're looking to refinance, that you get your information from the correct source. And the correct source isn't the dentist. It isn't Uncle Joe. Um, it's not talking to the guy at the market. As mentioned before, you know, when we first started this, I've been around for about 25 years. Now, I'm not an expert in all the areas, but if there's a question that I don't know the answer to, I certainly have the resources to be able to get the answers. And some of the things that have been coming up is, you know, now that people are sitting around, they're going online, they're checking out their credit card debt. And a lot of people want to pay off all their credit cards. You know, Uncle Joe said the best way to get my credit score is get my credit score up is to pay all my credit debt down to zero. And I, I honestly got into a little bit of an argument with somebody on Friday because her credit score was at a 561. And I showed her how to get to a 651. Okay, so that was from a 596 to a 651 is what, 60 some points? And it was very simple, getting a secured card, paying down one of her secured cards to 50, um, and then adding what they call an an authorized user on a trade line. So as we were going over this, she said, well, I read the back of the card, and it said not to pay the credit card off. So I said, I'm not really what, sure what part you're reading, but, you know, first of all, you always want to keep the balance under 30%. And her credit card limit was $500. She had a balance of $536 on there. And I needed her to pay it down to $50, which brought up her credit score by 30 points alone. So right. listening to Uncle Joe, paying the credit cards down to zero is not going to increase your score. The whole idea of credit is being able to show the creditors that you can make payments over a period of time. That's how you're going to establish credit. Once you pay all those credit cards down to zero and nothing's being reported the next month or the next month or the next month, your credit's going to start to go down. 
The next point is your down payment. You know, I was talking to people and they said that I can't borrow my down payment from my parents. Or I, again, we go back to the whole 20% down. When I tell people that they're eligible for a conventional loan, they want to know how they can do that with 3% down because everyone else that they talked to said they need at least 5% down. There's a new program out. It's called Home Possible. And it allows borrowers to put a minimum down payment of 3%. My point is just some of the stories that, you know, that I'm running into um, where they're not going to be able to qualify because their dad told them or their parents told them that they can't qualify Uncle for Harry. a loan. Huh? Uncle Harry. Uncle Harry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Uncle Harry. You know, well, the guidelines, you know, are very stringent right now and you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to get a loan. That is that is not the case. Let's let's ask the expert. Let's ask somebody that does this for a living. And then maybe you want to get a second opinion um, if you don't like the answers for the first one. You know, being able the other question was, well, I was talking to somebody and they said that I can use my wife's credit and just my income. And that also is not true. You cannot use somebody's income and not use your credit. If somebody's going to go on the loan and we're going to use their income, we have to also use their credit. So they have to meet the certain guidelines. Um, paying off collections. Well, now that I'm under contract, I got to pay off all my collections. And I tell people again, once you've been pre-approved, you need to just do exactly what was said on the pre-approval. Going and paying down your credit cards or paying off your collections could jeopardize your chances of being able to purchase. I just went through that with that funeral power deal. Remember the wife didn't take my advice and paid everything down to zero and almost killed the deal. Yep. No, I, I have that all the time. I mean, there's people where I put them on a 30 or 45 day plan and I put in, you know, put in writing through a simulator what needs to be done, follow it exactly what I say, and you'll be fine. And what happens is they always think that more is better. So if I tell them to pay it down to fifty dollars, they they'll say, "Well, I might as well just do zero because what's the difference? The difference is that, that following month, there's nothing being reported to that creditor." And I met with them a few times and kept reminding them, "No big purchases. Don't pay nothing off." And they were nodding me and say, "Yeah." And I'm I reiterated, and she still did it. You know so. People no, gotta think I agree. Months. I mean, it's it's challenging, but my, like I said, my only concern is that I just want everyone to have the proper information. We've been doing a lot of Zoom calls. I'm doing a lot of home buying seminars. I'm going to be doing um, taking applications via Zoom so that people can put a face with a name and it'll make it a little bit more comfortable. We'll go through all the documents together. Um, I just want you to have the right information to be able to make the right decision. So, again, I'm going to give you my number so that you can call me with any questions, which is 609-605-7153. That's and good coming up busy. next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be right back. 
Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, the end? <laughs> Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. Where are you ready? Good. So I'm ready. All right, question number one. Is it better to buy your next home first or sell your existing before you buy? And how do I best estimate my moving costs? Moving costs is an interesting one, but when I meet with a client that's thinking about moving and some of them want to go out and look before listing their house, I advise that you should put your house on the market. Now, in this market, once this thing, we're not all locked in the homes, just say we're two months back, right? Right. You got you got to be, you got to get listed and be looking at the same time. You cannot... Like I, you run into sellers sometimes and they'll say, well, I don't want to go looking until I got a contract on my house. Yeah, you're not going to have that much time. You need to get moving and do both things at the same time. Because what if your buyer of your property wants to move in in 40 days? So you got 40 days, go out, find a house and have that settlement set up also. So... You got to do, you got to multitask on that one. And uh, estimate of moving cost, you know, it's that could vary like widely. How are you doing it? Are you buying pods, loading stuff up? Are you call, having somebody come in, give you an estimate from a moving company? And, and then you can, I, I don't know. That's a tough one to answer. It is a tough question because, again, you don't, it doesn't, like the house that we had put an offer in was literally four minutes down the street so that could be different if it was four hours away so you know that could be different but again you also have to determine can you hold two mortgages you know that's going to be another thing it's like with when when we found this house we went non-contingent i wanted to have this house so if the house fell through we were still going to have two houses not the smartest move because i bought it emotionally and not logically all right right all right, what's the next, next one? Next question. If I have a if I have paid off a house under my name and it's been a few years since I paid it off, could I even be considered a first-time home buyer again? And yeah. the answer to that is yes. Um, if 3 years have passed, in some situations you can be considered a first-time home buyer again. And that's the other thing that you know when I go back to ask the expert um, a lot of people will say that they're not eligible for an FHA loan because they've already had a loan. And and that's not necessarily true because an FHA loan, you just can't have two at the same time. And it's not for first-time homebuyers only. FHA stands for Federal Housing Administration. Same with VA. Some vets, right. they don't think they that's- can only use it one time. Right. And that's not yep, true. You just can't have, you can have, I mean, now we're getting it, you know, into, um, into guidelines. You can have two VAs at the same time, as long as they're not in the same area. But once right. you pay one off, your um, certificate of eligibility is recouped. All right. All right question number three, if I find a home that is not for sale, 
How do I find out if they are interested in selling? Yeah, so if there's a house that's not for sale and you're interested in it, knock on the door. I mean, uh, you could ask somebody if they're interested in selling a house. A lot of investors go around knocking on doors in neighborhoods, asking if they know anybody that's looking to sell. There's nothing against the law. Uh, you ask them a question. Then you never know. You if you don't ask... Lucky. The answer is no. And there's yep. a lot of luck in real estate. I have, I have a friend, an investor friend of mine, and that's how he used to find a lot of houses. He used to go knock on doors, and then some neighbor would tell him about somebody down the block that they heard was interested in selling. And that's how he would get an investment piece. So if, if, it's, if there's no sign on it, it could be for sale and just not have a sign on it, too. Don't always go. There's not always a sign. Some sellers sometimes don't want a sign. They'll tell you, well, we don't want the neighbors to know we're moving. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we are trying to sell, correct? But anyway, but yeah, it's true. You knock on the I, door didn't, and I didn't have a sign out on my front lawn. Why? Why? It wasn't by choice. I, I asked, I asked, why is there not a sign on my lawn? Because it sold before they could even get the sign up. Yeah, I it it wasn't on the market long at all. Yeah, well, that could be it. I've sold houses that before I could get there to put a sign up that was sold. Anyway, what's the next one? The next question is question number four is my neighbor is going to sell his house. How do I get an option to buy first? Well, how do you know your neighbor's going to sell your house? If your neighbor told you they're going to sell your house, then go talk to your neighbor and say, <laughs> Listen, I am really interested in buying your house. Uh, are you listed? What are you doing? And if they're not listed, you know, give me a call. I'll tell you how to work that out between uh, you and them. And you just could probably save some commission and you could come to an agreement. Or if they're going to list, tell your neighbor if they're if you just get along, you know, tell your agent to call me right now and get it done. So. They were all pretty Agreed. simple ones. They were pretty. No, easy they ones. were they were good questions, and a lot of them seem to be Common with what's sense. going on now. So that was great. Yeah. All right. So all what's right. Going so to be your coming next up thing? next, Mark, is our topic of the day: what you need to know about a pending home sale. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be. Good news in real estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So we'll be at the end. Mark, we're up to the topic of the day, which is what you need to know about a pending home sale. Yeah, and we kind of just hit on this in our questions a little bit. This is when you are under contract. For a few moments, are, a few moments are as exciting as for home sellers and home buyers as when that sold badge is added 
to the for sale sign in the front of your property. And when you drive through the neighborhood, especially in your house hunting, and you occasionally say see one that says sale pending. So what does it mean when a house is pending? So a, a pending home sale takes place after the seller accepted the offer, they negotiated back and forth, and they finally all signed off and the contract is considered executed. When a home sale is pending, it's no longer considered active listing on the local multiple listing service, which is where the agents provide all the information. The public sites, Zillow, Trolio, Redfin, Realtor.com, all of them will pull that listing information off. When the property is taken off the market on the MOS, which is the multiple listing service the agents use, then all that will come off. When a deal is considered pending, may vary depend depending on where you live. In some cases, pending could include a due diligence period. And that's uh, that happens a lot in commercial too, where the property undergoes inspections, public record checks, other things. If it's a business, they go in, maybe they work in the business for a couple of weeks, see how that's all going, and make sure there's no hiccups or surprises during the pending period that we require new negotiations or dismantle of the deal. So the buyer and the seller and their real estate agent must work to make sure the deal closes successfully. How to stop pending home sales from falling through. From a point of an offer accepted until a closing, it's possible a deal could fall through. There are many common reasons that home sales fail and home buyers and sellers can avoid them. One, financing, like we always talk about. Be totally pre-approved. No qualification. No congratulations that you're approved by the president of the company. And nobody pulled your credit <laughs> or nothing. And none of that. Total pre-approval. Tax returns in. Documents in. Everything in that the lender asked for. That's the way me and Deanne work. I don't even show a house until all that stuff's done. And then we... And then... All those issues are uh, then once you purchase, then you order the home inspections and all that stuff takes place. And right now with this virus, it's making things a little more different. Issues that are uncovered during the home inspection, leaky roofs, renovations, didn't meet building codes. That could cause problems. Buyers should know ahead of time what his or her threshold is for taking one issues with a home. Seller can eliminate surprise problems by getting pre-listings inspections, which is sometimes not a bad idea. You hire a home inspector before you even list, so they are, they're aware of problems they have. The appraisal, lenders often require an appraisal, so make sure that you're going to get that market value so sellers should work with their agent to get the right price realistically and should be getting and avoid getting caught up in the excitement of a bidding war and offering prices that are too high and then you don't appraise liens that with the title Make sure there's no kinds of nothing liens, you know, you didn't sign for somebody's car and they didn't pay. And now there's a, a surprise from Cousin Vinny <laughs> from, from eight years ago when he turned in the car and you were on a co-signer. And so all that you went in. And then until March 2020, there were other factors unlikely to derail pending deals. However, this with the pandemic 
uh, has a significant impact on real estate. While many deals that were pending prior to our stay-at-home order closed, with minor changes such as drive-through closing, closings they're having, newly pending deals are including contingencies to allow for easier exits for either the buyer or the seller. You know, there's things that we're ma- they're making things happen. So the buyer's role in the whole penny thing is stay in touch with their loan officer, stay in touch with their realtor, make sure they don't make any stupid mistakes, buy anything, no big deposits, no big withdrawals, do not pay off credit cards, all that kind of stuff could derail a deal. And so, you know, you want to be very careful. And once you weather the home inspection... And the appraisal comes in, and all those things are done, then you're on your way to closing day. But there's still a little work to be done. They should stay in contact with everybody right to the final end. And the final step in the pending process is the closing of the home, the actual settlement. And now with the virus, they may be a little additional preparation and patience. Title insurance companies that are often instrumental in closing are coordinating, working quickly to adapt to the physical distance guidelines. You know, they've been signing them on, like you work with somebody, they've been doing them in a parking lot in a tent and signing on the back of a car. And then Pennsylvania just passed a thing so the notary doesn't have to be present. So the note, uh, the notary that usually has to notarize your settlement docs is now in Pennsylvania and most of the states in the country. It doesn't have to be physically in front of you. So more title companies are offering that kind of curbside closings, and you just got to be careful. I mean, uh, once you're under contract, once you're pending. You don't do anything without talking to your lender and your real estate agent. And a lot of times, you get I, the agents get little clues like, oh, you think you could get us back in there? And I'll say, for what? Well, we'd like to go in and take some measurements. For what? Well, we were <laughs> going to go out and buy some furniture. Well, let's hold off, you know? We always talk about the guy that bought the truck because he never had a driveway. And now he had that brand new truck in the driveway and so and no house. So anyway, here's some some tips for pending. So uh what's coming up now, Deanne? Mark, we're gonna go into our um our segment with Dr. Abelson and his topic is bringing staffed home and taking advantage of the twenty six million working from home. Doctor, you there? I sure am. How are you guys? We're very good. Uh, I Somebody took a drive down 6th Street. I saw it on Facebook, and all the bars were boarded up and everything. Is it anything happening down there? No, it's pretty dead, uh, which is yeah. good. That way people are alive. Right. Yes. All right, so get into this topic. Uh, bringing the staff home and taking advantage of these 26 million people. I don't know if they're all looking for jobs, but some of no, them are probably not. Some, some of them are going to be happy to stay on unemployment, um, right. and and some are going to just retire when they're done with the unemployment because they just don't want to come back to uh, to what's going on. But the the interesting thing is, I mean, what do you do now that things are starting to start up again? 
All right. And, and how do you bring the staff back to your organization? Well, really, the first step isn't to worry about bringing the staff back to your organization. The first step is, is to thank and to show your appreciation for the ones that are still with you. Um, right. Because uh, there's a, there is a lot going on. There was a lot of stress. There still is a lot of stress. We still don't know what's going to happen with this, with this virus. We don't know if it's going to kick back up. So we have to demonstrate our care and concern for not just the people who work for us, but the families. And they have to feel the love. You can't just tell them that you do what you got to you got to show them. Now, one of the interesting things, because a lot of a lot of the small businesses are really hurting financially, the people that are working for you, in most cases, understand that you don't have a whole bunch of bucks. So it's not that they're expecting right. a lot of money. All right. What they're expecting is respect. They're respect. They're, they're expecting that you're going to care about them as an individual. And that's very inexpensive financially it's more expensive as far as how much time that you spend and you commit on your staff but the bottom line is that's how you keep them longer anyhow because they can go anywhere and get paid they can't go anywhere and get some respect and an appreciation from the ownership and appreciation and appreciation and compliments from owners sometimes a thank you I I never ever talk to any of my instructors without saying thank you. I, I'm telling you, the, it, it's it's sometimes it's more powerful than a pay raise. A lot of times it's more powerful than a pay raise. Okay, right. so especially right now because again, you know, except for you know a couple different industries that really did really well with what was going on, uh, most of the industries, especially small businesses, are really hurting. I know, like. Uh, I think there's a bunch of them that if they don't, I'm hoping for end of mid-May, maybe end of May, because like the beauty shops, the barber shops, the small little places, some of them are not going to survive. And if they can't get the SBA loan, and they're th- that, you know, I applied for a couple of them because I own a business, but we're actually back operating uh, digitally and online, but but it's like. It's scary, and you want, scary. you don't want to lose that staff because you know it's a good quality staff person's hard to requ- hard to replace, and it's it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to hire to hire the right person, and and we'll get into the next steps in this process. But the first step is is to make sure you you demonstrate this appreciation for who who got you through it and who's with you, and you know even if you get that SBA loan, it only pays. You know, it, it's only enough money for salaries. People still have overhead. They still have technology costs. They still have all other costs as a small business person. So it just helps you partially deal with what's going on. I know uh, I I personally haven't taken uh, – everybody who works for me still works for me. I haven't cut their salaries. Uh, yeah. And what has happened is everybody is working harder because they appreciate that I well I committed to them right away that nobody's going to lose their job because of what's going on. They might lose their job because they're not performing, but they're not going to lose their job because of of what is going on in the environment. So so they felt they felt and experienced the love. So so again, right. you, you need to you need to make sure you do that. Next time, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about. Uh, the next step, which is really to go back and to do something that you should have done initially, and that is figure out what are the real characteristics you need to have in people that you hire. All right, doctor, give you out your phone number real quick. We're running out of time here. 979-696-2222 or just succeed 
at abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. All right, we'll talk. All right, thank you, Dr. A. And you can email your questions to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. You can also reach me at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week and our sponsors for keeping us on the air here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We hope you tune in every week. We hope to keep you informed. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All All positive. positive, All all the time. time. We'll get it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.